All right, all right, check, check, check. Hello, hello, how are you today? It's just me doing this podcast in a very special way. It's the Cannabis Coffee Hour. It's gonna be about an hour or 45 minutes or 48, maybe 52, but it's not gonna be late gonna get it up this is episode 25 yeah motherfucker i'm glad to be alive i got a cup of coffee and it's in my hand it's from a place down the street and you gotta understand i hit it with the cbd i said give me the cbd shot that's where we're at three dollars for the cbd shot uh welcome hello 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 what was i going too hard check 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 Hold up. I got to check the levels. Got to check the levels. All right. The levels are all right. I think so. I don't know. I think I got, I get so excited about doing the Cannabis Coffee Hour podcast. This is my podcast. I am Rob Cantrell, stand-up comedian, comedian, filmmaker, uh, writer, extraordinaire, pot smoker, um, doing the thing. Uh, but today I'm out of weed, man. I'm sorry, everybody. I have a CBD latte that I bought. Uh, I've been running hard, and I'm actually flying off tomorrow to Norfolk, Virginia, which is actually the first place I ever smoked pot in my life, is in Norfolk, Virginia, and it was with my uh, good friend Bud. Uh, his name was Bud. And, uh, yeah. I hit some weed up in this dude's, uh, we were playing pool, and uh, I was in Norfolk, Virginia. It was right after I graduated from high school. I didn't smoke pot in high school. I smoked pot, that was one time, I was more of a drinker in high school. I started drinking booze, Uh, not big time, but you know, weekend type shit, six pack type shit, Uh, throw up, drink nasty shit, throw up type stuff. I'm not a drinker at all. I think I I started drinking way too early. You know, I had an older brother and an older sister, and uh, I was actually (laughs) well-liked. I wasn't a nerd, so I was going to high school parties when I was in middle school. The whole thing, man, uh, you know, dazed and confused, but think of it in the early, mid-80s in the middle of Virginia. That's where I grew up. I was born in D.C., lived there till I was 10, moved down to Virginia from 3rd to 10th grade. I lived in Virginia and then moved back to D.C. But I always went back and forth to D.C. and Southern Virginia. Um, I had all my friends in my old neighborhood, and my mom lives there still on Capitol Hill now. Um, and I see the same motherfuckers walking around, but everybody's in their 40s. Man, life's a trip. Uh, but we're here now. Uh, and I got a cannabis, I got a coffee, and it's uh, CBD, it's 2019, we're in Brooklyn, New York, a shout out to the Koss Cafe, K-O-S-K-A-F-F-E, this is in Park Slope, it's a great, that's a, it's a great coffee shop, like literally this block that in Park Slope is becoming like one of the best blocks in all of New York, the Koss Cafe, they got bomb food, like sick, they had a sausage, a vegetarian sausage biscuit that was slamming that I had, but it's a little pricey, and they only take cash. 
no, they do credit card, but it has to, it, they have their limits like 15. It's a little heavy. You know, I'm just a grab and go type motherfucker. Um, but I just, the last few days I hadn't gotten paid. I just got paid like this morning. Everything came through and I paid all my bills from the month. So I was high and dry. I was dry. So I've been, <laughs> so the last two nights I've been doing, if you're a real stoner, you have to do it now and then. Uh, people rag on me and, you know, I shouldn't do it. It's, I'm getting too old, but I, I've been smoking some resin, hitting that resin late at night, right before I go to bed while I'm brushing my teeth, <laughs> you know, it's hit the old fucking one hitter uh, and brush your teeth. God, it's fucking gnarly. That's the only thing about weed. I, I want to grow my own weed, man. I see people out west, they're growing their own weed. Weed, California growing our own weed. I still got to shake a dude down. I still got a couple dudes that I'd be, that I have to go through, you know, and it comes to a point where it's like, man, let's just get these dispensaries up and rolling. But I will take this CBD coffee. Oh, man, it's delicious. I juiced it up. I got a small latte with a big shot of CBD. How's that as a combo? And it's the afternoon and I worked out. I actually helped my friend's uh, backyard. I've been working in the back. Something about some light gardening, man. I really love raking leaves and I planted all these uh, flowers. I've been doing, I've been, after I go to the gym, I've been stopping by my friend's backyard and helping. Uh, you know, I'll rake leaves and then I'll stuff them in the bags the next day. And then uh, she had a bunch of, bunch, of, bunch of like flowers and shit and I potted that out. And the backyard's just full of glass and like crack pipes. It's just fucking Brooklyn. So I helped clean all that out and got some mulch. But uh, it's been a crazy day, man. I am, uh, I'm glad to be alive and I'm glad to be doing this podcast. The numbers are going up, man. That's why I'm really trying to uh, stick the landing in terms of, um, man, yesterday jumped. Uh, I'm really trying to stick the landing and trying to get this up weekly. I know that's, you know, a lot of the gig and all, especially stand-up and writing, and now it's podcasting, is the consistency, is stepping up and doing it over and over and over and over and over again until you have, you know, your own vibe. And I've been listening back to these episodes. Please give me some, uh, just tell me what you think. Make it cool. Don't be weird. I don't want any fucking pics. Uh, nothing sketch, uh, but contact at robcantrell.com. That will get to me. Contact at R-O-B-C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L.com. Um, yeah, I am Rob Cantrell. There's a, man, the last few years, this alt-right, not to get political, but I'm, I don't fuck with Nazis and I don't fuck with alt-right. I'm just too old for that shit, man. I'm a hippie, man. I listen to fucking The Grateful Dead. And I listen to hip hop, but I, I just ain't got time for politics to that extreme. And a lot of it's going this weird race angle. And you could dra- dress it up all you want, but man, it gets fucking racist. It's, I don't know. I, I hate calling stuff racist because I probably do racist shit. Uh, I'd hate judging motherfuckers. I'm, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying weed should be legal. Uh, people should love each other and forgive each other and be kind. 
But life is hard and shit is complex and talk is cheap. That's why podcasts are everywhere. But I do like listening to them and it's a great format and it is, it doesn't fuck with your eyes. So at least you're cutting down the screen time and it does definitely help. Um, you know, if you got to do some busy work or you're traveling, uh, there's nothing better than having a freshy, fresh podcast frothed up that you're into and you dig the person talking and they're doing something a little bit different and a little bit, uh, funky fresh. Um, yes, I say funky fresh. I do say fresh and funky because I'm fucking 46 motherfucker and I, my ankles clicking and I need this CBD uh, to get it rolling. Uh, but no, the, I just did gigs with Tracy Morgan, the legend Tracy Morgan. Uh, touring with Tracy Morgan is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> the dude ain't faking the funk at all. But he's in a good space, you know. He's all about God and forgiveness and love. And, but he's also a hard ass, man. You know, you can't fuck around with that dude. He sees bullshit coming a mile away. Uh, check out the television show. A lot of my friends are writing and working on the show. The Last OG, it's on the TBS network. Uh, check that out. I just checked out the last uh, episode that was written by my good friend Mark Theobald, who I started comedy, not started comedy with, but we're the same age. Yeah, we started about the same time, but I met him when I came to New York. And we used to do we used to do stand up at the old Boston Comedy Club. Shout out to the old Boston Comedy Club. Uh, I, you know that place is kind of legendary in comedy. Uh, you know people could talk. The thing is, the Comedy Cellar is like the other classic club, which is a great club. I recommend it to all my friends if you want to just see straight up stand up. I prefer a lot of the Brooklyn stuff, but I can also play clubs. I enjoy the clubs, but. You know, if you really want to get the funk vibe, uh, catch me at a Brooklyn show. I got a good Brooklyn show. My buddy Matt Koff. This is this Sunday. Hopefully I'll be back from Norfolk. I am. It looks like we're taking the private jet. I'm flying out with Tracy Morgan on the private jet tomorrow, I believe. Uh, you know, these, these things can change any minute. That's why I try not to brag about it or talk about it. But it's the truth that we went... Last week we didn't take the private jet. We just went... Um, we just went, just, you know, united. We just took over a plane, and that was fun. And uh, we went to Richmond, Virginia. And I have a, one of my best friends lives in Richmond, Virginia. I got people all over fucking Virginia um, that I haven't been back to, man. Ever since, you know, after college, I went to college in Ohio, and then I came back to D.C., and then it was just fucking few years in D.C., and then it was Cal, and then I traveled around the world, and then it was California, San Francisco, L.A., and then the last 15 years has just blown by, man. I came to New York single. <laughs> now I'm married, and I got a kid, and I love it, man. I appreciate my life, but the grind is real, and the stress is real, and I got to make it happen. I got to make these bills. The last, this last week, man, paid all my bills. But I had no weed, you know, money for weed. I'm looking for some, <laughs> I need some sponsors. We need to get some sponsorship here. I'm, I, don't, I, I don't like buying herb all the time, and I don't. Sometimes I get gifted it after shows. And that, that did happen this 
last trip to Richmond, somebody gave the comics, there was like four comics working on the show and somebody <laughs> gave us uh, two joints and everybody was like, throw it away. And I actually kept them. It was a totally out of that, uh, you know, it was totally out of trading places. If you, if you know what that scene I'm talking about with Eddie Murphy when they shook the other dude down for drugs and he's cleaning out his thing saying, look at all this drugs this dude has. And he just pockets like a joint and then he ends up smoking it in the bathroom. It's, trading places is really one of my favorite movies of all time. And check out that scene when he actually sees Mortimer and whoever the other crusty white dude is. The I can't. Uh, I want to move beyond race, but you got to, you got to, you got to bring it up. Um, but at the same time, that goes back to that political thing. Like the more, like I see these people talk about race and, and politics and all this shit on the internet and it just circles back. And there's a part of me that's like, man, we're just fucking ants on this goddamn blessed planet i was gonna say damn i feel bad saying goddamn sometimes but sometimes saying goddamn does sound good um but damn sometimes i say damn um fuck it man it's all the vibe you know and it's all your heart but you can't it's people's feelings are real man people uh you know i never want to hurt anybody's feelings that's bad when you hurt so i know how my feelings feel we're just these ants just full of raw nerves, man. And But there's a lot of us, and we got to make money. <laughs> we got to keep it moving. And love and sex and power and money and, and art, it's all one big jumble, uh, ball of confusion. Um, but at the same time, there's a rhythm to it and a dance to it. I've been getting back into Bruce Lee, you know, I was reading some more quotes from Bruce Lee. I think Bruce Lee's philosophy, he was something like the key to eternal life is to live a life that is like exquisite. Like you need to push your life so far out there. And I believe that, man. I believe we're just making, you know, our own painting, our own pottery, you know, as we go along. Or, you know, this might sound kooky, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, but we are, you know, making a painting. You know, we are. our life is our art, if you really get down to it. But, you know, the less you think about it, and the more you move towards love and make decisions towards love and use patience. That's another thing I've been trying to work on. It's fucking hard, man. Um, it's... But it's working out. <laughs> I know I dance in between these things because I'm trying to, you know, level everything out. Um, and I think this shot of espresso. I'm not a big latte drinker. Sometimes the froth is too much. But then again, I like the espresso shot. Like I like an espresso. I like the shot. But at the same time, I, uh, I like the shot. But I also, the froth... Uh, I need the froth on the gut, but sometimes the froth fucks me up. Sometimes it's too much uh, milk. So I'm uh, so so a small CBD latte is what I'm doing today. And um, yeah, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia is a really cool town. 
It's about two hours south, two and a half hours south of D.C., and it's the capital of Virginia. And there is a cool downtown, and there's actually kind of a good art scene there because UVA, who won the NCAA basketball championship just this last week, uh, that's, big, that's a really good university. I went there for summer school my summer before college. I took, I actually took like uh, German speaking courses and a couple other courses just to get credits and just to be out of my mom's house in DC for a few months. So I took summer school in Charlottesville and it was a blast. I got to hang out there the summer before I went to college. But I couldn't have gotten into UVA. My grades weren't that good. Like UVA is like almost Ivy League, especially if you're in state. It's like, because it's a beautiful campus. That's what fucked me up about that whole Charlottesville race riot thing, that whole alt-right fucking thing. Because uh, that was like the progressive cool town. Like I, I've been, just been away from the South. I kind of ran, I didn't run away from the South, but I kind of... All right, check, check. Um... Yeah, we're cutting right back in uh, to where we left off, or you didn't leave off, I left off, but I was talking about the South, and uh, I do love the South. I'm actually, it's the next morning, it's Friday morning. Um, I tried to record the podcast, I got 17 minutes in, and then a bunch of real life stuff started hitting me, Some people started calling me. Uh, about my mom who is getting up there in her 80s and you know anybody that's getting older knows if your parents are still alive or at least one of them my dad died when I was 10 but my mom never remarried but she's still around and kicking it in DC she's awesome but we had to take the car away this year and uh, I think she <laughs> she banged it into a couple people nobody got hurt but uh, she's been mr. magooing it pretty hardcore but so I was just, I'm dealing with a couple, uh, you know, life stuff, man. Thank God I had some CBD in me uh, to even it out. But uh, that's the thing about CBD. It does calm you down. And you do, that shot gave me a nice body buzz. But I could still deal with a couple complex issues that were coming at me pretty hard yesterday. Uh but I do love cannabis. I don't ever want to... I'm mostly about this podcast is just trying to find balance. And it's uh, it's right there, you know? It's definitely the zen, Bruce Lee. You, yo, you don't even need to be in karate, into karate to listen to Bruce Lee. <laughs> but uh, those quotes, his stuff, I go back and forth. I go through like... You know, you get obsessed with shit and then you let it go. You get obsessed with shit and then you let it go. Or, And then one thing he was talking about is like, you know, learn all these different dudes' methods or learn all these different techniques, but at the same time, cut the fat. Just use the shit that works for you. And a lot of that is self-knowledge and knowledge of self and understanding yourself. And I will say that gets easier the older you get. The only problem, your body starts to break down a bit. But with nutrition and, and uh, you know, self-care or care health or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, you can, uh, you can ride it out, son. You can ride it out. 
And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna ride out. I'm riding out today. I need to knock this out. I'm actually jumping on a private airplane. I'm going to a private airport today and flying to Norfolk, Virginia. First place I ever smoked a joint in my life it was in Norfolk, Virginia with my man Bud. Uh, shout out to Bud. He still lives there. He's cool. Um, you know, just old high school friends, man. Um, that I went to school with in Virginia. But I was talking about leaving the South. I think that's where I was talking about. I'm flying and doing shows with Tracy Morgan this weekend in Norfolk, Virginia at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. All the shows are sold out. Um, but I do got some family posting up, so they got some comps. So that's always good and bad. It's If you're a performer, you get what I'm saying. Uh, you. You have this dream like, oh, I'm going to go back home and perform in front of all my peeps and we're going to rock it out. And then we're going to buy bottles at the bar and rock out all night. But, you know, performing, I don't know. For me, I do, there's a certain level of anxiety, energy, levelness that you, you try to balance throughout the day and try to lift it up and get to that point where you're kind of at your maximum energy level in terms of perception and what you got to do at showtime and the cool thing is with comedy you're always kind of with stand-up I'm always a little bit worried I'm always a little bit pensive not completely but you know I've bombed a, a million times <laughs> I've taken some really bad bombs I should talk about that but uh so you have that but there you know what you learn about bombing on stage not to talk about comedy too fucking much but you do learn just to fucking take a hit and in life you're gonna take hits and i i don't know the mental hit i can kind of process a little bit the physical hit man that shit sucks and it could kill you the mental hit can kill you too but you know it is that thing whatever doesn't kill you makes you a little bit stronger um if it doesn't kill you but i'd rather you know, just go with the flow and you know you take the hit and you kind of just bounce off of it and you know take the L I do like that Big Sean song uh bounce back I love that song man that is the key to life is bouncing back and sticking at it oh I was talking about I have I have deep love for the south but health-wise, man, it's a lot of salt, but I love biscuits. I can eat biscuits. I ate like five biscuits. I had a dinner last night with family and friends with my wife over here, and she made a big roll of biscuits to go along with the pork tenderloin. And uh, it was like a combo of fancy and high-end and low-end. I love that juxtaposition. So we had some pork tenderloin, and then we then I made a big roll of just your fucking Pillsbury biscuits. Can't go wrong with that, especially if you don't burn the bottom. If you're going to make biscuits, put them in the pan. Make sure you hit it with olive oil on the bottom, or if you want to just go salt and butter. Man, I love me some sea salt. We got a big fucking box of sea salt. Cracked pepper and sea salt, if you want to know about cooking. Those are the joints. If you have some fucking cracked, fresh cracked pepper and some sea salt, you can make ramen noodles taste like fucking... I told you how to do ramen noodles. Fry the egg, put it in there, hit it with... Uh, my thing is I love scallions. Like I like cutting them up. 
I think they're a little bit more manageable than big ass onions. And they're not as powerful, but they give you that hint of, I don't know, whatever onions does. <laughs> but uh, it definitely, uh, I like onions. I put onions on top of cheese grits. I had some great cheese grits in Richmond. But we're going, that's the thing. I From D.C., and I, but I understand the South. My dad is from one of the smallest, you know, backwoods, hillbilly towns in Virginia that you can get on the border of Kentucky and West Virginia called Pound, Virginia. He's buried there. Um, it's a small coal mining town. Literally, you have to go through the Blue Ridge Mountains, windy-ass roads, back fucking roads. Like, And I remember as a kid driving through there and seeing places where they're like hanging... Uh, you know, deer carcasses as well as, like, engines. I remember this one, like, rickety old house uh, we were driving by, and it had, like, car engines and cars out front. Like, you know, you, you want to talk about the woolly swamp. <laughs> I know all of it. I ran out of the South because it can be a trap. I think anything. New York's a bit of a trap. Uh, California can be a bit of a trap. Um... As I, when I mean trap is just like the culture and the society, I am a person that believes in the individual and the power of the individual and your uniqueness. Like I talked on the last episode, man, and I talked earlier in this episode, I do think race issues are 100% uh, relevant, you know, I th- but I, I'm not into extreme politics, I think. Once you start going too far right, it's fucking, it's fucking gets into Nazi zone. It gets into some fucking weird shit. And if you go too hard left, man, that's when, you know, dudes are blowing up shit for Greenpeace and stuff like that. It's like, nah, 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 man. Let's ride it out. And don't, I don't know. I don't think politics is the savior of everything, man. I think it's the power of the individual and love and kindness and... I do believe in the transformation of art and there's something about music that emotionally taps into everybody and and joy and dancing and family and friends. You know, that's the shit, if you're going to die, that's the shit you're going to remember. You're not going to remember about fucking politics and shit. As much as I love America and I love America and I'm mostly the thing I love about America is you know, the inclusion and getting as many f- different types of vibes. That's the thing, is when shit gets stagnant or robotic, is when everybody's acting the same or everybody's the same thing. Like, the best comedy crowd is a mixed crowd. Black, white, poor. It's when you go to something that's like all white or all black or not to talk about race or any of that shit, but, you know, you got to mix it up, man. I gotta get down. <laughs> I gotta, speaking of mixing up, I've never been to New Orleans. I need to go to New Orleans. Uh, but I'm not a big drinker, but I'm sure somebody's got some weed down there. But that's the thing about the South, man. You, you can get busted for weed down there, man. That's why I think I fucking ran out of that place. Now, I know I got some young motherfuckers listening to this podcast. I got some nephews and shit. Don't, my thing is don't. Don't, your brain is growing until you're 24. I wouldn't fuck with anything like cigarettes or alcohol or, or or cannabis until, you know, at least 21 to 24. 
then go for it. But, you know, figure yourself out. You're growing. You're a young seedling plant. And just that time will fly by. I know it feels like forever. That time will fly by. Hold off on all that shit, man. Let your brain get to its maximum. And then, you know, some herb or some mushrooms or something to expand your consciousness could come in handy. But at the same time, remember, uh, these motherfuckers aren't playing out there. <laughs> you got to make some cash. You got to make some money. And you got to figure out what you is going to make you happy, too. Mental healthness, physical healthness, mental health, physical health, uh, wealth, uh, gaining wealth. But then when things, it, man, when things become just a money game and it's all about money, then the joy gets fucking sucked out. It's just right in that, that dance in the middle, homie. Um, that's the gig. Uh, so I do have love for the South, but at the same time, I would say D.C. and Virginia, I think it's changing because of the Internet. I think consciousness is opening up. But in the 80s, when I grew up, I was born in 1972. I'm old as fuck. Don't test me. <laughs> I'm not old as fuck, because then there's some older motherfucker listening to this and saying, fuck you, Rob. Um, you don't know shit. And guess what? They're right. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I have been around. And in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know, it's just... There wasn't, the arts wasn't a big thing in the South. I mean, there was country music, you know, there's rock and roll, there's Dave Matthews, <laughs> but if you weren't doing that shit in the 90s, there wasn't much of a creative outlet. There wasn't, definitely wasn't stand-up prevalent. When I was growing up, you know, mostly I remember Eddie Murphy, loved Eddie Murphy, Delirious. I had the albums, Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison. You know, I remember that original I remember watching the Young Comedian special on HBO and seeing Jim Carrey do, uh, he did the best Sammy Davis Jr. ever, man. That dude, and I love Sammy Davis Jr., but he, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., hey man, can you, dang it, he was like the original hipster, cool dude, uh, but he had his own, he was Sammy Davis Jr., man. He was the candy man, uh, and he had that crooked eye, and uh, Jim Carrey would kill that shit so fucking hard. If you want to, if you want to see a great uh, impression, is Jim Carrey doing uh, the doing uh, doing Sammy Davis Jr. Now, who else did a great Sammy Davis Jr. and a comic I love and respect is Billy Crystal. Uh, Billy Crystal. You know, but the only things, man, that you look back on it, it's like that 80s and 90s thing. You look back on it, and you're like, oh, this, this, <laughs> this wouldn't fly these days. He does a full-on, you know, you know, blackface with his uh, impression of Sammy Davis Jr. But somehow, I don't know, everything's contextual, and you have to put time and place with a lot of this fucking judgment on shit. Uh, um, I would say... There was heart and no malice, and it was spot on, man. Uh, Billy Crystal is an amazing comic, man. He did a whole special in Russia. Like, he, he, he dominated stand-up so hardcore that he did a whole special in another language and killed. And this was when Russia wasn't open. It was like 
maybe right when it was Russia, but there's a whole special of Billy Crystal um, killing in Russian. It's crazy. Um, and then his impressions are amazing. I was talking to somebody about soup that he had this uh, television show in the 70s where he was the, like the breakout star and uh, he played a gay dude, but he played it not, um, he didn't play it stereotypical and he didn't play those other characters like when he was doing Sammy Davis Jr. in kind of blackface, sorry to say that, but, uh, and he did Muhammad Ali, but he, he did Muhammad Ali too. Mah I know he was good friends with Muhammad Ali and I love Muhammad Ali. I can't pronounce it, man. Those fucking cash. I love Cassius Clay. Um, Billy Crystal did it with heart and with honor. And you could tell it was just like trying to get it down to, you know, its very last compound. And he did it. And I, I always respected Billy Crystal. I still respect him. He's alive and kicking. He does his thing. In terms of stand-up, I know he was really good. In terms of performance, amazing. Uh, what he's done, and I think he's gracefully, as much as you can in comedy and show business, kind of, you know, he's still around, probably does shit, but he's bowed out, you know, kind of got to the top of the mountain, said, yo, I'm up here, and then, you know, took a sled down. And a lot of people die or get bitter or weird or some shit goes down. Um, it's a hard gig. I will say about this with comedy, it's a stand-up comedy, and then I'll keep moving on, but I think it all comes together when I'm talking about, you know, trying to get out of the, you know, I just, I was around a lot of hardcore southern rednecks, and, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't suburbs. I knew, you know, I was back there. <laughs> I could easily, I count my blessings so much. One wrong party or a couple wrong hangs, I could easily be a Oxycontin system. Statistic. I could easily be strung out on Oxycontin, hanging out behind a 7-Eleven somewhere. Uh, so my heart goes out to this whole Oxycontin thing. I know how hard life is. I took some fucking early blows. I know the pain. Not completely. Nobody. Everybody's got different levels. Everybody's got shit, man. That's why you got to keep it moving. And also be kind and cool, but also don't dwell on it too hardcore. Um, but... With cannabis in the South, yeah, cannabis, like, the South is tobacco and alcohol, and I don't know, the minute I hit some herb, it didn't, did, I didn't like pot right away, like, it took a couple times, <laughs> it was that time in Norfolk, and then in college, a few times with my buddies, I had roommates from Chicago, and they are, I love people from Chicago. The Midwest, man, are just some Midwest motherfuckers. And they're tough, and they played hockey, and they were funny. And uh, I never hung out with dudes from Chicago. That's why I went to college in Ohio. So I could have gone to a school in Virginia or North Carolina and known some people that I grew up with. Uh, but I just wanted to break free and go somewhere new and mix it up. In the same way I went out to California was I wanted something, I wanted to mix it up. I wanted to experience different environments, different peoples, different flavors in order, you know, put together the painting, you know, put together who I am, figure out who I am. But it all comes full circle because I was down in Richmond and had some cheese grits at Mama J's. Uh, Tracy Morgan and the crew, Mark Theobald, um, 
and uh, Roberto Vanderpool and Artie Fuqua and myself and Pat Brown. That's the crew that Tracy's been running with and has been opening for and working on material with. Um, you know, we, t we shut down this fucking soul food joint and, uh, and I, got, I got a crab cake sandwich, I got some cheese grits, and I had some fucking collard greens and they were fucking awesome. One of the better meals I've had in a long time. Um, and then last night I had some pork tenderloin and some biscuits and today I'm getting on a private jet and flying down to Norfolk, Virginia to do two sold out shows with Tracy Morgan. And then just the other day, I was scraping my one hitter and smoking resin because <laughs> I didn't. I paid all my bill. I'm, I, my bills were paid, but I just didn't have money for weed. I don't like. I don't like spending money on weed uh, because I got a family and shit. I, you know that shit. I like getting weed legal or you know maybe a nickel bag of weed, nickel bag of funk. I got five on it. You know, that's like a beer. So I can't, I don't drink beer, so I substitute the herb out for that. So I feel all right about that. And I don't need, I'm not dab master fresh and I'm not slinging pounds. Uh, man, I just need like a joint a week. <laughs> I just need, I just need it around now and then, you know? And then sometimes when I'm in California, I like to funk it out. But that was the reason I went out to California. That was one of the reasons that brought me out to San Francisco. Even before pot was legal, California was just very open about, I love cal about cannabis and, you know, pot. They just have the right attitude about it. I mean, I know things are getting mixed up and changed up and legalization. And a lot of it's just this culture and society all moving and evolving away from things that are, you know, detrimental. We're all testing things out, you know. We're all... Uh, you know, this stuff that I'm talking about now is going to seem corny to the next couple generations. You know, we're learning. We're still learning. We're still evolving. We're still growing. We're still making mistakes. But um, it's beautiful to be alive. And I love making these mistakes. And I love learning. And I love, you know, forgiving. And I love meditating and stretching and you know, just finding myself, not finding myself, getting to know myself better. I know where the fuck I am. I'm sitting in this chair recording the podcast for you, drinking a cup of coffee. I'm not high right now. I'm sorry, everybody. But what I do have, I have a, I have a, I, I'm at the end of my French press. I taped yesterday for 17 minutes. I had the expensive latte with the CBD shot. That cup of coffee ended up, it was like, you know, $4 latte. And then, because, you know, it was Brooklyn, you know, indie coffee shop, you know, the, it was a roast. I mean, they roast their own beans there. If you ever go, that is the place. Maybe $1 more, but Fifth Avenue, Park Slope, Cos Cafe, K-O-S-K-A-F-F-E. There's an awesome dive bar called High Dive right next to it. And across the street is Nagrill, which is a dope ass uh like kind of high-end jamaican restaurant though it's uh they definitely got some great if you want some jerk chicken for real go there um and then next to that is like a bakery called buttermilk um uh, which is just they got bomb ass biscuits and pies and all kinds of shit man that block rocks um shout out to fifth avenue and park slope um if you gotta if you want to take a date that's a fucking spot 
she doesn't drink, take her to Cost Cafe. They got great sandwiches over there. If you want to have some flavor, uh, if you want to mix it up, if you want to smoke a joint, and then we'll go into Negril, which is a great Jamaican restaurant, the real deal, Holyfield, get some jerk chicken in there, hit that up. If you want to go to a bar with a cool backyard, and you know their taps of beer they had every type of beer but it's kind of it's not douchey it's like a, this cool place they got pinball machines and shit it's called high dive and that's right across the street that's the bomb ass block and there's a taco truck that hangs out down the street that's got great quesadillas that i love that's a great spot um what are we talking about we're talking about um coffee yeah so i have uh the cbd coffee was like you know it was a little expensive and sometimes with lattes, the froth, I don't know about all that froth, kind of fucks me up sometimes. But I do like an espresso. But I don't know if you would, could take a CBD shot right into a shot of espresso. That is a little odd. But that might work. That might be the best thing ever. Um, hold on. And uh, I'm back. I had to take a quick uh, pee break there. But uh, <laughs> I'm back. And uh, But this morning, I got... A French press, and I have half beans of Stumptown and half beans of this stuff. What was it called? The Big House. And it was like a medium roast. So it's a mix of all kinds of stuff. Um, and I grounded it up, and I'm at the last cup of a French press here. And I do love me some coffee. I'm not sure about the latte thing. But I have been rocking some chai tea with the steamed milks on the afternoons. I'm starting to love that. And whenever I'm on the road, I always grab tea bags. Because green rooms always have like crazy tea bags. I'm not like hoarding them or anything, but I like to take a couple green teas, a little cinnamon joint, whatever they got. Because the thing about teas is that they got so many different types. Like coffee is just straight up coffee after a while. I mean, medium roast to fair roast. Uh, I got this great stuff called Hometown Stump Town, which is their light roast. So I thought I'd try that out, possibly for the next episode, 420 episode is coming up uh i do have a great gig in town not on 420 but 423 which is at the chelsea music hall with seth herzog's show uh seth herzog is a comedian that uh opens the tonight show he does the warm-up for the tonight show with jimmy fallon and he's just been in new york for i don't know 20 years he's been doing comedy as maybe a few years longer than I have, but always did kind of the alternative scene, but always did characters. Funny dude, knows everybody in show business. Like he opens, like I did this gig. No, I was working this gig. I had to do some side catering a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, bills weren't getting paid. Had to get a little side gig going. Any artist knows what I'm talking about, but, uh, but the gig was dope because it was like the roots inviting everybody and I was working a little catering side joint and so I got to hang out backstage but I saw uh, Seth Herzog open and bring on Run the Jewels back by the roots. He's, he falls into some dope gigs. He knows everybody and he's funny and cool and interesting uh, and just a good dude and he, his show is called Sweet and it's the Chelsea Music Hall and uh, I'm really proud of him because he just got to open for the Beastie Boys. He did not the Beastie Boys, but the two-man tour, the uh, the Ad Rock and Mike D two-man show at the King's Theater 
Uh, I just saw that on the gram, as they say. But I was really proud of him. I was like, yo, that is fucking ill. Uh, I would love that gig, but at the same time, those guys, the Beastie Boys, I try to like, I got the Beastie Boy book. I'm so influenced by those dudes. Is like, I try to keep them away a little bit. It's kind of like you get obsessed with stuff and then you know it too much and it doesn't become joyful anymore. So uh, that's why I try to, Led Zeppelin and the Beasties, <laughs> I've listened to everything billions times over. Um, so I'd like to keep it in a car compartment. So I don't know, I'd probably wig out if I opened for those dudes. But ap after opening for Tracy Morgan, I could, I could handle just about anything. Uh, but I was proud of Seth, and shout out to Seth Herzog, and that was one of those things that I saw my dude, like, you know, the older you get in the game, you see your, your peers do things or make moves or dudes that, that you're proud of, because, you know, it's fucking business, man. You know, it's money, There's, it's fame, it's showbiz. In terms of going towards comedy, yeah, the snake, the higher you go, go up, the more snakes and motherfuckers trying to take your fucking legs out. So that's why you have people build up a, you know, a tough shell. Um, but Seth isn't one of those dudes. Seth is a good dude um, and always has supported me and given me spots on his show, which was like always the hip show in, uh, in the kind of Lower East Side, kind of like, you know, the hipster shit from back in the day. Um, and uh, he got to open for the Beastie Boys at the King's Theater doing their two-man show, and it was directed by Spike Jones, who directed all those. I mean, that shit's like, you know, that that's like, you can't get further than that, man. That's pretty dope. Um, but all those gigs are great, but I also want to make a massive amount of money. <laughs> I don't need money, but I got a kid. I got a family, man. So I do, you know, you know, it just, shit gets expensive, man. Uh, so I, I love doing this podcast. Please subscribe, and uh, we're going to take this on the road. We're going to get better. The beats are going to get better. Uh, we're evolving. We're growing. I appreciate you sticking with me. Uh, I know it's not perfect, but it's getting there. There's something. There's something there, man. I listen back to this shit, and you know I can talk forever. And I've been around, and I've seen some shit, and I know some shit. Um, and I know I'm going to get some guests, but if not, I'll just keep rattling off for an hour. You know, some episodes will, I'll get super duper high. Some episodes I won't. Some episodes I do a little. I'm not on that fucking robot shit, man. I mix it up like gumbo. I want to go to New Orleans. Hook it up. Um, I need to get to, I've never been to New Orleans. I've been around, never been to New Orleans. I've been to Amsterdam. I would like to go back there, but, uh, in Australia. Shout out to Arch Barker, uh, my original OG. Uh, but I am, watch the show, The Last OG. I got a lot of friends working on that show. And my friend Mark Theobald, congrats, he wrote the last episode. And it's actually directed by one of the dudes from Lonely Island. And then Tracy Morgan in it, is in it, and then Jordan Peele. I'm dropping all kinds of fucking names, and I don't know. <laughs> I know Mark and Tracy. I don't know that dude from the Lonely Island. Uh, I don't know him. But I respect him, and I know uh, he's got a direct, direct, his visuals are fucking sick. Um, he's got, whatever the directing touch is, that motherfucker's got the directing touch. Um, and Jordan Peele, shout out to that. I don't know him, but uh, he's killing it in Hollywood right now. I know his wife, Chelsea Peretti. I started out with her. She's dope. 
Shout out to her. I haven't seen her in years, though. That's all that California shit. I got to get out to L.A. I haven't been out. I've been out there last year, and I didn't have that many gigs. I had some gigs, and I was there doing shows with Doug Benson for 420 last year. Oh, yeah, to go back, I'm doing Chelsea Music Hall on 423. And, but it will be a hip show, if, so if you've got some weed left over from 420 and you're in New York, look up that show. You can go to my website, Rob Cantrell. It'll tell you where the address is. Show up, post up. You never know. The dude, Seth is down with everybody. You might have to see the roots there. I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I've been to his show, and there's always something funky and fresh going down. Um, and I like doing that show. What the hell am I fucking rambling about? I'm talking about shows. Oh, last time I was in California. I love California. They always were open to weed. Always, uh, the only thing is, is, is I like places with public transportation. And that's what I loved about San Francisco. LA's, LA, that traffic, that car culture, that shit gave me heart palpitations, man. <laughs> uh, eating hamburgers and being in my car. That ain't... I need to be walking. I need to get blood pumping through the system. Uh, I can't do that car, 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 car. Then some weird show. Car, 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 weird show. That's L.A. But there is a lot of creative people and cool people in the beach and the weather and the herb is just amazing. Nobody, maybe Colorado can step up to California, but... Uh, you know, California love, man. Uh, that's a fucking spot. But I don't want... The, the real estate's too expensive. And in terms of stand-up, New York, New York, New York. D.C.'s popping right now. There's a lot of good... I'm not saying... But stand-up's getting a little bit more... Uh, it, there's just scenes everywhere, it seems like. But I hope it doesn't pop like it did in the 80s. At least until I make some fucking mortgage money. <laughs> uh, I think you get what I'm saying. What am I saying? I'm saying that uh, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Um, I appreciate you subscribing. Tell your friends about it. We're going to get better. I'm getting more loose. I'm finding my voice. I'm going to be the Wolfman Jack of weed and podcasts here. It's just me just howling at the moon. Woo! at the sun howling at the sun maybe not wolfman jack if you don't know who wolfman jack is google wolfman jack um i might be the uh rabbit <laughs> rabbit man rob uh or the sloth i do like sloths people bum out on people being slothish but uh there's something about fucking staying cool and chill sloths seem to be pretty cool and chill um turtles pretty cool and chill Everybody's got their own vibe. You got to be you. So if you're a sloth, be a sloth. If you're a turtle, be a, you're a turtle. If you're a Rob Cantrell, be me. Uh, be a Rob Cantrell. That's who I am. I hate talking in third person. I apologize. I do hate it when people do that. Sometimes you got to do it. Um, I love you. Love doing this podcast. I love coffee. Uh, I love getting on some herb. Like I said, it. My life is just this weird juxtaposition, and it's always been that way, man. It's always flipped around. I'm going on a private jet at 3 o'clock. The other night, I was scraping my, uh, <laughs> my one-hitter for resin just to get some good sleep. I don't know. You got to watch it with Herb. You got to just watch it. I, I, I listened to one, and I said it's not addictive. I would say 
pot, I don't know. Cannabis is as addictive as coffee, I would say, and caffeine's pretty, but as vices go, it's, it's the one that I've gotten the most out of. Um, and it has definitely helped me through some hard times, but maybe it's held me back from writing some shit um, and tightening up. So it's like, you know, we're all trying to balance it all out. And you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Um, sometimes it's time to smoke like a fucking, you know, like a super chief out in the tent before fucking, uh, you know, the Native Americans just fucking huffing on that pipe, checking out the buffalo. Sometimes it's, it's, it's that time. Sometimes it's uh, sit back and watching the cut and figure out your next couple moves. And that's what I'm about to do. I gotta fucking go do these shows. I gotta be on point. I gotta pack the right shit. And, but I love and appreciate you. And let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it smoking. Let's keep the coffee going. And uh, that's it for this podcast. Peace out.